So grab your VHS tapes, your Cheeto-flavored popcorn, and sit out, smoke a ball. Cause that's right, kiddos. It's time for another edition of Reboot Madness. We want to welcome everyone to the first full episode of Reboot Madness. I'm your host, Travis Aerosmith, and joining me is my co-host, Jesse Pena. Before we get started, we would like to thank everyone in advance for all your support. Every like, share, and subscribe, every little bit of it helps. Thank you. And since this is the first episode, we should probably explain what Reboot Madness is, especially if you've never listened to our other show, Blunt Movie Reviews. Reboot Madness is a game me and Jesse have liked to play for the past... 15 20 years it's where we take an older movie and we reboot the movie with a fantasy cast that we would like to see not screw it up at least people we think and hope would not screw it up absolutely uh people we think that would uh give a accurate or a good portrayal of what we loved about the movies the first time the accidental magic that happened when they created movies sometimes we give the movie a little twist to update it or change it but most of the time we try to stay true to the original movie. So we will be talking about that in this episode, the movie where we're rebooting. We're going to talk about the plot. We're going to talk about the cast from the original movie a lot. So if you haven't seen the movie, you've had 30 years. We still didn't introduce the movie. Oh, I was just about to. Oh. So Jesse, could you tell me what that 30-year-old movie is? 1990s Bird on a Wire, starring Mel Gibson, Goldie Hawn, David Carradine, Bill Duke, and Stephen Tobolowski. All right, here's the big spoiler part that we were talking about earlier. I'm just going to describe the whole movie. So we're all on the same page. Uh, the movie starts out that yeah, Mel Gibson's character, Rick Jarman, working in a gas station. He's been a uh, federal protection for quite some time. And Goldie Hawn happens to be in town at a business conference. Well, she pulls into a gas station, and this is back in the day when full service happened. So someone would come out and pump your gas. Well, Goldie Hawn recognizes him, uh, her character, Marion Graves, Muffy. Muffy recognizes Rick and like, you're Rick. I know you're Rick. Mel's like, no, it's not me. And so she leaves, and Rick goes inside and calls up the FBI and is like, hey, you guys need to move me. I was recognized. Well, turns out, turns out the FBI's corrupt and sends David Carradine and Dill Books' characters. Bill Duke. Bill Duke's characters <laughs> to go kill him because Mel Gibson ratted on them 15 years ago, and they ended up going to prison. And, of course, they want revenge. Yeah, they're out now. They just served 15 years. They want to fuck him up. Right. So they go to fuck him up, and Mel and them get... uh, Rick gets into a gunfight with them, just as Muffy pulls up, because she recognized him from earlier. So she ends up being the getaway driver for Rick to get out of there. So it turns out that the feds erased him out of the system. So the only person that would know him and know his case would be his old FBI handler that retired. So him and Goldie Hawn, because, I mean, she's now in danger too because they saw her and they shot at her. To get him off the hook and her off the hook, they got to track down his handler. So they go through different places, lawns, ranches, stuff like that. And when they finally find the handler, he's lost his memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got uh, Alzheimer's. Thank you. So he does no good. So it has to come down to a showdown. Now, the showdown happens in a zoo between David Carradine's character, Bill Dukes, Stephen Toblowski's. 
And this uh, this zoo was actually at the time the biggest stage built in British Columbia, Canada. And it was seven, six, seven floors that they built in the zoo, plants, real animals. And uh, one of the funny things is that the walls were made out of paper mache. So they weren't allowed to eat like within two or three rooms of the animals because the animals could just like walk right the fuck through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it comes down to a big showdown. Now, originally Mel Gibson wasn't supposed to play Rick Jarman. It was originally supposed to be Kurt Russell, uh, Goldie Hawn's real life not-so-husband. I think they're married now. No, no they've never been married. They're just but domestic they've been, partners. Yeah, they've oh. been together all these years. You do you. But uh, Kurt Russell was off doing another movie he already committed to with uh, one of my all-time action favorites. Oh, Stallone, you know, we were filming uh, Tango and Cash, 1989. He was wearing the nice suits. He was running around, a little uh, shimmied. Uh, you know, he wasn't too clean, you know. He needed some soap. <laughs> but we had fun. It was a good movie. I really like Tango and Cash. I did too. It was. It doesn't hold up very well. It was a kind of a cheesy movie, but I too, I really did like that movie. So, uh, but the final negotiation to get Mel Gibson to do Bird on a Wire mm-hmm. is the producer gave up his house for a summer vacation home for Mel Gibson and his family. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's commitment on the producer's part, right He's there. Like, He's right, like, "Yeah, Mel. Mel," and I, I think Mel has a bunch of kids, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he has a huge family. I have no idea. So, <laughs> so, what is it about this movie that you love so much? The action, nonstop, it goes all the way through, but also the chemistry between Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn throughout. I mean, you said it earlier, this is one of uh, Mel Gibson's most charismatic roles. It's just overflowing on this one, and Goldie Hawn is so amazing. Yeah, she's one of the classic beauties and talents of, you know, the past 30 years. I can't actually name a movie I didn't like her in. There's movies I didn't like that she was in, but I didn't like not like her. I mean, especially, I mean, through the 80s and the 90s, I mean, she was kind of only peddling out in the like, 90s, yeah. but... I Movies mean, like Overboard, just yeah. hilarious and charming, and you didn't not like her character. You always liked her character. Death Becomes Her, such a good yeah, movie. Then became a cult classic. Uh, what was the one when she did with Steve Martin, House Guest? Yes. That one. She was adorable yeah, in that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, how could you throw her out? <laughs> but then you put these two titans of the industry in a movie together, and, like, seriously, they fed off each other's chemistry, like, their own, uh, during the whole movie, and it was just so good and so charming. You can see that he was an old love of hers that she didn't get over. And it just took him coming back to see the, the 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 sparkle in her eyes come back. Oh, and they had the chemistry on the screen and off the screen. Not like the romantic chemistry off the screen. Right. But they were good friends. He actually convinced her to do a majority of her own stunts. And she kept her stuntman jacket and has it hanging in, I guess, an Oscar room or, you know, some trophy room in her house. Okay. But, I mean, they did feed well off of each Absolutely. other. I mean, uh... I don't know, it just never came off cheesy or or force. It just it was it, one of the one of their both best movies they've both done. Oh, yes. I mean, they were very funny. Like you said, they worked well off of each other. And uh David Carradine and Bill Duke, they played for what they were in it, pretty good villains. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of uh like screen time. 
I didn't have a lot of lines in this movie. They were just kind of like the, the two thugs. I mean, yeah, it's slowly catching yeah. up to them. Let's go kill them. I, you know, it it wasn't <laughs> it's, it's much. True. Uh, David Carradine's not over the top, and neither is Bill Duke. And Stephen Toblowski, I mean, he does a good job as just being kind of a, a whiny guy. You don't a like worm, much. Yeah. A weasel. Yeah, he was in a, a blunt movie reviews. We mentioned. Uh, Groundhog Day. He was in that, and every time Bill Murray saw him in the movie, his character was like, "Oh, not this guy again." Uh, I remember, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even this movie, he plays an FBI agent, but you're like, "Fuck this guy!" Yeah, but, but you're such a Weasley son of a what bitch. That's what they want you to feel. So it's a, this whole movie. I think you said it earlier. Accidental magic, just so good that put it all together. Because you watch this movie today, and it holds up. It's still funny. It's still charming. You can watch it as many times as you want. It's a good movie. Mel Gibson does come off as a little more, uh, since times have changed, yeah, a, a, the, the public, a public perception of him. Yeah. 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 I, I still like it because you remember the times. You remember, you that know, was the times. Was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Travis, give me the reboot trailer. Happened one night. Mary and Graves pulled into a gas station only to discover an old flame that was pronounced dead on their wedding day 15 years ago. Rick! Rick, is that you? Yeah, it's Rick. Now let me in, will you? But Rick never died, and now his past has caught up to him. What the hell are you doing here? What am I doing here? What are you doing here? You're supposed to be dead. Well, I'm not dead, but I've been shot in the ass. I think I deserve an explanation. Fifteen years ago, I buried you and cried the tears of a grieving widow until one day, I pull into a gas station and you're alive with people chasing you and you're asking me to look at your butt? I mean, that's kind of cool. Rick's alive and he's shot in the butt. Hey everyone, guess who's alive and shot in the butt? Yeah, Rick, I'm looking at his butt right now. Marianne? What? Does this mean you're not going to examine the bullet wound in my ass? Oh, you bastard! For 15 years, he lived many lives under many names. You were a hairdresser? Well, I was also a rancher, a mechanic. See, I'm a, I'm a diverse guy. Sorry, Rick, but it, it, it seems that your FBI handler has retired about two years ago. How can that be? Shouldn't have someone told me? Uh, now, Rick, Rick, Rick. Now, just, just hold on right there. Where are you at? I'm going to send an, a, a couple of agents your way to pick you up and bring you in, and we'll, we'll, we'll try to sort this whole thing out. Do you want to pull that? 
Do I get to know what's going on, or do I just get to die for old time's sake? What's your problem? What's my problem? What's my problem? In the past 48 hours, I've been shot at, I've been in multiple high-speed car chases, a plane crash, and to top it off, I took a shower with Roachzilla. In fact, he's still in there wanting to paint my nails. They got a lot of catching up to do, but they better do it quick before the bad guys catch them. Bird on a wire. Now, this is the part of the show that we really like to do. This is where we replace our fan with our fantasy cast. And we're going to recast five people. And three of them we agreed on. Two of them we do not. And we would hope that you guys would write in the comments below which one you think did it better, either Jesse or Travis. Or maybe write in your suggestions that you think would be better for them. So we're going to go with the ones we agreed on. It was the reboot cat in the background. <laughs> Still gone. <laughs> the reboot cat, I like that. <laughs> reboot cat's making an appearance. Yeah. So the first one that we agreed on was Mel Gibson, which played Rick Jarman. And we both agreed on... Chris Hemsworth. Now, Jesse, why did you think of Chris Hemsworth first? Well... First off, it's hard to choose anyone nowadays that has the same kind of charisma that Mel Gibson had. It's hard to recapture that with anybody. But if there's anyone that could, it would be Chris Hemsworth. He is charming. He is a good action star. And I, what, they're both from Australia? Yes. And for this movie, I'd love it <laughs> if he just had an Australian accent. He didn't even use his American accent. I think that would be cool. I think um, he should do that. But you also have to choose someone that is so incredibly handsome that a woman like the caliber of Goldie Hawn would be willing to take back like a long-lost love. That faked his death on your wedding day? Yes. <laughs> on a, just, just to take him back, you'd have to have someone with that kind of... Charisma? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's why I first thought of Chris Hemsworth is because of the charisma. I've seen him do it, and, you know, he, he he's a very attractive man. Women always say. And, <laughs> <laughs> and back in the day, Mel Gibson was too. I mean, women, he was a big heartthrob back in the 80s. My wife absolutely loved Mel Gibson. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love Mel Gibson? So I think they both... I, no one has the same charisma as Mel Gibson. It, it's That's who he is. But I do think Chris Hemsworth has the right amount of flirtability that he would be able to pull it off. Okay. Now, the next person we agreed on to replace was David Carradine, which was a character, Eugene Swartzen. And who'd we pick? Oh, uh, you don't remember. Jason Statham. <laughs> you don't remember. <laughs> uh, we we both picked Jason Statham. The first one in the popular in my mind is because in past movies, Jason Statham has played uh, kind of, uh, you know, the badass, but not on the main screen uh think of jet lee's the one he was right. chasing him the whole movie yeah but yeah. he was he was just a badass well, he's, still. i mean it's hard to choose anyone that's as imposing as david carradine right and just replacing him is almost impossible but if you could choose someone with the same kind of like presence 
Exactly. He has Statham that. is that. And he looks like he'd kick your ass. <laughs> so it works out. And the third one that we agreed on recasting was Stephen Toblowski played Joe Weyburn, which was the FBI agent. And uh, I decided on Jason Lee. I haven't seen him in a while, and mm-hmm. I think he could do scummy. I was originally thinking Adrian Brody because for some reason when I think Weasley, he pops into my brain. But I like Jason Lee. I haven't seen him in a while, and he can play a pretty good stressed-out government official. Okay. Did we agree on that one? Oh, then I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now the two that we didn't agree on. The first one was to replace Goldie Hawn as Marion Graves. Jesse, who did you choose? I went with Bryce Dallas Howard, who you might might have seen most recently in the Jurassic Park reboots or the Jurassic World, the Jurassic World uh, series, and I I really see a lot of Goldie Hawn in her. Like she played like a Goldie Hawn type character in the Jurassic World series. She was like um, you know, adventurous, yeah. And so I thought I thought she would be a good a good choice for that. I went with Emma Stone. Now, I went with Emma Stone for a specific reason. In this original movie, Goldie Hawn has a rant that is we put in the reboot trailer. And it, it just a, a great little moment of her own. And I thought that only Emma Stone would be able to capture the same magic from that moment. Okay. That's when she's talking about Rick being shot in the ass and that he's been dead. But I thought it was really funny. And then our other one that we differ on is replacing Bill Dukes as Albert Diggs. Jesse, who'd you choose? I went with Ice Cube. Bill Duke, uh, in the movies I've seen him in, I don't think I've ever seen him smile. And if he had smiled, I was probably frightened. And so you got to think about Ice Cube has not smiled since Anaconda. <laughs> so. Uh, you're right. Did you're he smile right. in Anaconda? I don't think so. Um, but. Oh, he was with Jennifer Lopez, who wouldn't smile. Ah, shit. <laughs> uh, but I was trying to choose someone that was as intimidating as Bill Duke would be in real life, and I think Ice Cube could give you the fucking, that, that stare, a thousand-yard stare, and just scare the shit out of you. You know he's coming after you. And I went with, oh, I butcher this name every time, Brooklyn. Bokeem. Bokeem Woodbine. <laughs> I... One of the movies I remember him mostly in was uh, he played in the Total Recall reboot with Colin Farrell, and he was the friend, but yet paid to watch him and fuck him up and hunt him down. And I just really liked the presence uh, that he brought for that movie and the eagerness he showed trying to hunt down a target. So if you could write in the comments who did it better this episode, Jesse or Travis. Remember, Jesse chose... Bryce Dallas Howard to replace Goldie Hawn and Ice Cube to replace Bill Duke. God damn. And I chose Emma Stone to replace Goldie Hawn and Bookeen Woodbind to replace Bill Dukes. So if you have a better suggestion for those two, go ahead and write it in the comments. If you could like, share, subscribe, that would be appreciated. And we'd like to thank Kelly Ellis for her voice talents for the movie trailer that we did. We want to thank you very much for helping us on that. If you had a SAG license, I would have chosen you to be 
uh, to replace Goldie Hawn in our reboot, but sadly, you do not. She nailed the the scene. Absolutely, the scene she, that I was talking about of really Goldie Hawn that yeah. I love. Yeah. So, thank you, everyone. I hope you listen to us. Don't forget, you catch us on the Blunt Movie Reviews. Uh, you find us anywhere: Facebook, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. We're everywhere. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this World 7 production.